Hey guys, we are pleased to say that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation charity. And now, a message from one of our supporters. I lose a child. I'm a mum of three. When I heard about Sophie's death, I couldn't believe how much nasty people are. It's left me in shock. Being alternative myself, I know what it's like being bullied for being different and how quickly people judge you. I respect you as you carried Sophie's story out to Coronation Street and spread the story out there. How it has affected you and other families who thought the same or different circumstances with their loved ones. Such a touching story and it has left people shocked and we all want to share that we're all standing behind you. To learn more about this wonderful charity, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Hello, my name's Joe Gash, and you can find me on the Chronicles of Podcasts talking to the sexy Jamie and Tom. See you very soon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chronicles of Podcasts. Today, we are speaking to a man who is a performance artist, loves to steal his girlfriend's trousers, and is Lonnie in Rock of Ages UK, currently touring the country. These are the chronicles of Joe Glass. We built this city on rock and roll. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fifth edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these are the Chronicles of Joe Gash. Joining you today, as always, it is me, the bearded Brummy Jamie, and with me is this handsome fellow. Sponsored by Yorkshire Tea, it's the Scotsman Tom. I'm going to be sponsored by Yorkshire Tea this week, is that all right? That's fine by me. I was and sponsored by Options Hot Chocolate before we joined. So it's... Options Hot Chocolate. Oh, my yes. still a Options thing. Hot Chocolate, Yes. They had those little sachets still. It's like mint chocolate, Belgian, white. Little, sh- little sachets? Check this shit out. Why is it like a massive fucking pot? Woof. Oh, my days. Why is it so big? <laughs> the well, part that people well, this can't see well. <laughs> Oh, my goodness gracious me. Why is that so massive? And can I put my mouth around it? Yes, you can. The context I just showed Tom my giant tub of hot chocolate. Anyway. I just, yeah, I just, yeah, I suppose hot chocolate's more of a, it's like a seasonal drink, isn't it? You can only drink it in the winter or autumn times. No so, one goes for an options hot chocolate in the summer. Oh, we do. We drink it all year round. <laughs> do you? Yeah, we have always have a hot chocolate about an hour or hour and a half before bed every night. Uh, why? Because <laughs> I'm about 80 years old. <laughs> That'd be Horlicks. Horlicks when you're 80 years yeah, old. Yeah, so it's Horlicks when I'm 80, yeah. No, it's obviously because of the diet and stuff like that. We, we sort of have that to sort of quench that uh, chocolate craving. Uh, okay. Did you just check your fucking phone while we're recording as well? I was putting it away. It was on the side. I didn't want to go down the microphone. Okay. Okay. I'll forgive you this one time. See? See? It's like, it's going to fucking check Facebook, mate. You're a shit about you. Fuck you, your hot chocolate hatred. Recording the show, I'm just going to look at fucking Facebook. Oh, did you know that Malice Harris is under the child? She had a first one? I don't think so. This is just the first thing that came into my head. Um, but yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Chronicles of Joe Gash. I don't know why Jamie elongated his surname, but... <laughs> Did I? I don't know. 
I think this, uh, no, not elongate. Elongate's the wrong word. What am I thinking of? You went for the syllables thing again. Yeah, from last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Joe Gash. Yeah. That's, it's a bit more of an impact. Like, yeah, here we are. Fuck it. Rock of Ages. Woo! Woo! <laughs> but yes, welcome to the Chronicles of Joe Gash. Um, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. Um, trying to pronounce Welsh names, you know, <laughs> dress, dress like an absolute rock star in bed. Um, I don't think anyone has ever looked this cool for an interview. It was smooth, wasn't it? It was just beautiful. And do you know what, right? It's going to sound really stupid, but I'm always partial. I find it so funny when people are answering questions, but as they stop, they laugh. <laughs> it re- I love it. I love it. And Joe did that quite a fair bit. So we'd think about something and go, ah, and then say it. <laughs> and it just made me so happy. I know what you mean. It's like, it's like they know what they're about to say. Yeah, yeah. Comedy just, gold. Yeah, like, you know I've got a treat for you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how are you, man? I'm very well. I'm a lot better than I was last week. I was not a very well boy last week. I uh, thought I had the Rona. Luckily, I didn't. So, um, just just had a flu. I had the flu, but I don't think I've ever had the flu before. I've had a cold before. I've never had the flu, and it proper knocked me on my ass. But remember, like I said, flu hadn't been around for two years because obviously everyone wearing face masks, no one had it. Yeah, so this is what a lot of vengeance. Yeah. Like at one point I thought I had like a kidney infection because my kidneys were killing me. Like I was in so much pain in my back and kidneys. That's what took me to the doctors. He was like, he thought there was a kidney problem, but you know, did gave him a little wee sample, all came back clear. We're good. We're good on the kidneys. So yeah, it's just a flu. I did not feel well at all, but yeah, it's what it is. So- do you know what I love as well? It's such a British thing to um, abbreviate words. So now the coronavirus <laughs> is now the Rona. The Rona. <laughs> it's just such a British thing to do. Oh, I've got that Rona. You got fucking Rona. <laughs> I, I don't know what I don't, I don't even know what it sounds like. That Rona. <laughs> I don't know. My brain's not working fast enough to be able to think of something funny. To I, I know about. we do it with everything anyway, but I always feel like the Rona sounds better in a northern accent. The Rona. The Rona. Got the Rona. Got to, got to Rona. Got to Rona. It's like a pub. How are you? Well, <laughs> that's a question and a half. I bet we know what he's going to say, ladies and gents. I'm not joking, Jamie, right? <laughs> I, I said this on the interview. We did an interview earlier, and I really feel like my mind and soul is not in my body. <laughs> like, I feel like it's oh, it's in Switzerland. I don't know. It's it's somewhere. It's just fucked off because I've just done a nine day stint straight, and I'm I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm just fucked. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah, like I don't feel human at all. <laughs> it's a really weird thing experience and like i'm gonna fall asleep tonight i don't know when but i will uh, funny how during this recording um and i guarantee you, i've got nine days off now and i guarantee you that for at least half of it i reckon five days of it i'll still wake up at work time probably and i'll get into the routine then of getting later of getting lions just about to go back to do another seven day stint yeah. And then I'll be like, what the fuck am I going to this time for? And I'll be even more knackered. <laughs> it just never fucking ends. This never, never ends there, boys. No. So, but yeah, I've, other, 
I'm all right. So I've had that this week. Like I've been starting work at half six in the morning this week. So I've been up at half four every day. And then my first day off, I woke up at about four o'clock and I was like, damn you, buddy. It's so weird, isn't it? It's just, well, I guess it's, how, it's just how it works. It's Shoot just how books. just how the cookie crumbles. Indeed. Such a just weird thing to have. Yeah, why that's a saying. Like, why not a baguette? So uh, what have you doing yourself, man? Um, not a fat lot. Like I said, I was uh, lying, on the, lying on the sofa for most of the time. Um, I didn't watch a lot at the start of the week because I try watching things and I'd either doze off because I was knackered or I just couldn't concentrate or I just didn't know what I wanted to watch, to be honest with you. Um, what have I watched? Um, I've watched three Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man ones. A third one, I swear it gets worse every time I watch it. It's not good, is it? You don't like to have Maguire strutting down the street? <laughs> that scene makes me laugh every time. Every time I watch him, like, it can't be as bad as I remember. Let's give it another watch. And then I'm like, no, it is just as bad as I remember, if not worse. That venom just makes me angry. So they'd be created, created by DC. Ooh, that's not very nice, is it? How bad it is. Ooh, that's not very nice, no, is it? But I did watch yesterday the brand new James Bond movie. Oh, nice. No Time to Die. It was very good. Go to the cinema? No. I um, acquired a copy. Disgusting. I don't have any childcare in the minute, okay? I, 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 really want, I really want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. It is very good. It's very good. I'm not the biggest Bond fan. I'm more put it on because the wife loved Bond. But I really enjoyed it. It was really good. And um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of Rhiannon. Like I said, starting at half six in the bloody morning. But that's about it, really. I've not done a lot. I've still not gone back to the gym. <laughs> but you were supposed to hold me accountable for something, sir. What? Weight loss. Jamie's weighing. I can't remember what the theme tune was now. Uh, Jamie's weighing. I lost five pound. Did you? Yeah, I did. Good work. I'm quite proud of myself. I've done that's that. Fair play. Congratulations. Why, thank that's, you. That's really, really good. I was quite, I was quite chuffed with that. I stood on the scale. I was like, That'll do, Donkey. That'll do. I was quite happy with that. Um, but yeah, I'll go weighing again on Saturday. I'll lose this. I want to lose about two stone. So see how we go. See how we go. You wait. Are oh, you waiting every Saturday? Yeah, yeah, every Saturday morning. Okay. Well, at home, I take it. You're yeah. not going to do the word again. No. Because my work hours, I can't go back there even if I wanted to because I'm, I'm normally working when <laughs> the uh, group's on. So yeah, not really done a lot this week. Um, I did film a little unbagging video, which I hope people enjoyed. Did you did you watch my unbagging video? Yes, I did. Did you like my movie effects? Was that where you put your thumb over the thing? Yeah. And then there was one where you didn't quite put your thumb over it and you could see the massive corner. Ah, damn it. <laughs> <Don't> spot that. <laughs> and I was like, oh. But you couldn't see you when you just saw the corner of the room. Oh, there you go. It still counts. Yeah, still yeah. counts. Still movie magic. So uh, what have you been up to? Well, obviously we haven't recorded in about nine days. No. Um, <laughs> Or something. I think that was something along those lines. Anyway, but obviously, uh, Rihanna in, mate. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what Rihanna. else I can fucking tell you. <laughs> um, no, so Rihanna, um, me and the other half went to watch uh, Last Night in Soho last week, um, which was very good. We thoroughly enjoyed It's your classic British thriller. Um, I thought, I give it about seven and a half out of ten. I thought it was quite good. Hmm. Uh, I don't really like doing the whole ratings thing. I think it's bullshit, but um yeah it was good i, I enjoyed I did, I did enjoy the movie um 
What else have I been doing? Have I've missed I missed all the rugby over the weekend because I was rannering so much. Um, literally nothing's fucking happened. We've had another we had a great interview before we did this. We did. I went to cinema last night as well for date night again. Uh, we watched Eter- Marvel's Eternals. Um, it's a movie. It exists. Yeah, um, I, saw, I saw your reply to our dear friend Ryan with that, which made me think that you're not a fan. Yeah, I just I got quite bored. Oh, really? In quite a lot, yeah. Um, there's some good bits. There's a few funny moments, and then there was an af- there's two after credit scenes, and one just really pissed me off. Why did it piss you off? I if don't you know. Say without giving me detail. Um, I can't. No shit. Okay. New character was introduced, and the actor they've picked is not an actor. And I was like, why? Is this person? Oh, I do know who this is. Yeah. Like, why are you in this movie? Who Who are you? Like, yeah. That I just thought was a, in my opinion, bad decision. Um, I've heard the name. I don't know who the character is or I mean, what it's well, about, but I've heard who is playing gay character. So yeah. But yes, it's a it's a film. It's all right. It's all right. It's just yeah. Is it as bad as Thor: The Dark World? I love Thor the Dark World. Really? Yes, I do. Why do you have to got some shit for it, I just I didn't I didn't think it was shit. It just didn't connect to me. I was like, this I is really it. that great. I absolutely love that film. Fair enough. Maybe it needs yeah. another watch. It's been a while since I watched it. Um but yeah, the top of my head, man, realistically, I mean me and the other half, we started watching 21 Bridges, uh Chadwick Boseman's last ever movie. We got half an hour in and we were both like snoring. It's amazing. (laughs) No, hang on, hang on, hang on. We started it quite late. Okay. We were both both wiped out. Um, We started like a half 11 at night, I think. Yeah, it's not time to start a film. No, we we were like, this is so good. But we could both was like, just watch a bit more. Um, (laughs) uh, Both just passing out. Um, But that looks really good. And I've been watching so much Daddy, it's insane. Oh, we love so John Oliver. Like, oh my god, because I own it's twenty five quid a season, mind, and I've got season two, three, four, and five. And I just, I, you know, where you can watch something over and over and over again. Mm. Like, I just can't start watching it. Like, it just really makes me laugh. <laughs> and former guest Norman Neal's been on there so much. And I'm just like, this is just great. Just lo- loving life. I love it so much. So I've been binging that loads recently. Um, episode after episode after episode after episode just like laughing my ass off um, so yeah I've been thoroughly enjoying that but if I'm really honest with you man we're meant to go to a we're meant to go to a fireworks night last Friday um, and it was in Monmouthshire but I was working late so uh, the other half was like we'll uh, I'll come pick you up because she had a dentist appointment and then we'll head down to Monmouthshire her mum and her sister had already got there <laughs> We just got on the motorway on the M4, and they were like, "Don't bother." What? Yeah, don't bother coming. Apparently, it was fucking rammed. Oh, really? And it was just, it was in a, in a village where there's one road. You know, it's like a narrow, proper road with houses all across the side. Yeah. Like, don't bother coming. So. Oh wow! Went food shopping instead. <laughs> but unfortunately. And I am going to say this on the show. Unfortunately, we were driving past Roth Park, which is where I, close to where I live, and there was a dog dead in the road. Um, 
it had escaped a house. The fireworks had scared it so much it had escaped and ran to the middle of the road and got run over. And I think it literally would have happened a minute or two before we got there. So that was quite sad. It was actually all over the news on Saturday. Um, See, this, this is why they need to stop selling fireworks to the fucking public. Have displays, absolutely. Yeah, have displays. Have displays but... But, but in massive fields and estates and stuff, not in someone's backyard. Um, I, I agree um, that it should be toned down somewhat because um, somebody I know made a, a tweet, wrote a tweet, which was just so great, which was, I thought it was fireworks night, not fireworks month. Yep. So, yeah, because people just fire them off, don't they, now? So We had a yeah. weekend here. I think I heard some last night as well. It's just ridiculous. It's just uh, so unnecessary. Um, I'm not trying to say, which is, you know, we're not trying to spoil people's fun or whatever, but obviously animals, it, it kills dogs. Yep. They have heart attacks because the noises scare them. So I know several yeah. people that had to like either drug their dogs, wrap them in blankets and hide them away. It's just not necessary. Mm. Just to go, oh, pretty light bang. Yeah, we've seen one fireworks in the morning. Yeah, it's pointless. I think it's Sainsbury's that have actually stopped selling fireworks to the public. So, tip of the hat to you, Sainsbury's. Um, so, yeah, that was quite sad. She was, the other half was really upset. She actually tracked the person down on social media and sent her condolences. Oh, um, which I thought was really nice. That's really, really sweet. Really, really nice. Yeah. That's really sweet. Um, oh, yes. I completely, just completely disregarded the fact that I had my grandmother's funeral. Yes, you did. Yes, I went to Sheffield. We've made, we recorded almost two weeks ago. Bloody hell. That's um, I went to Sheffield, uh, seeing my grandmother's funeral on the Tuesday. Um, there is nothing worse than seeing your mum cry. Nope. Nothing worse. Nope. Like, oh my ass, it was horrific. I was the only one that didn't, get, that didn't cry the entire time um, because I wanted to be strong for everybody else. Mm. Um, but I carried the coffin in. And I've never done that before. So it was me and my uncle at the front. And then, um, but then we ended up being at the back. So we we when we pulled the off the hearse, we went yeah. first. But then we had to turn around to get into the into the crematorium. Okay. So yeah, then we yeah. ended up at the back. So the entire way it was left foot first. And I think I kicked my brother's heels every single time we walked. <laughs> And I was just going, so we're, we're carrying the coffee, trying to be quiet. I kept going, sorry, brother. Sorry, brother. Sorry, brother. <laughs> but what was really, like, really got me was we we're all good. We put the coffin down. I put the coffin down onto the thing. My brother just fell to the floor, crying his eyes out. And I was like, whoa, what the hell? Oh, bless him. It's probably because his fucking ankles were killing him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, it, do you know what? The service was lush. Um, they played Russell Watson, which is my, my grandma's favorite singer ever. Oh, I like that. Oh, and it, the song was like, Jesus Christ. I was literally like, Yeah, just gotta. <laughs> and uh, it really made me laugh because it reminded me of a story. So, the last show my grandmother went to was Russell Watson, and um, he actually came off stage and sang to her like he sat on her lap and sang to her and stuff. Not sang to her. He got on his knee, I think. He did something, but he was like held a hand and like sang to her and stuff. And as he walked away, <laughs> my grandma turned to my mum and he went, Oh, love, he's got a fantastic ass. 
that's how that woman wants to be remembered that is amazing wonderful absolutely wonderful so then that song was playing my mum went to to lay her flowers first on the on the coffin and Mm. um she was i actually started crying loads so i ran up because i was like i'll I'll go so i where i ran up and i was like it's right mum and all i could hear my mum was going they're playing russ for your mum they're playing russ and i was like oh my god (laughs) i just brutal so I really wish I could have had my other half there. Uh, yeah, in honesty. Um, but yeah, it was a really nice. And then the, the food after, uh, we had a wake and they put us a massive marquee out with an absolute shit ton of food. And it was amazing. I wore my mask the entire time as well. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I wore my mask the entire time. Uh, I just felt it was respectful more than anything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, man. Sorry to end on that bit of you know, that there, uh, that bit of a downer note. It's not a downer um, note. It happens to everyone at the end of the day. It was just a really nice service, really nice way. It's just lovely to be up there, um, and then made it back no problem on the Tuesday night, ready for my nine day stint. So yeah, that's that's the that's the rubbish bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I do enjoy my job, but you know, nine days in a row is like woof. Not it's, necessary. It's heavy. It's. I forgot what a day I feels like. You're gonna wake up tomorrow and get ready for work. You're like, oh fuck, no, I'm not in. I'm on shit. <laughs> dude, oh, dude, I'd be livid if I did that. <laughs> if I go in tomorrow, I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> you turn around, you're like, Jamie. <laughs> oh, I'll be gutted. Um, so, Jamie. Yes. Now we're all caught up. Um, should have a word from one of our sponsors. Oh, go on. Then. Hey, Jamie, do you like being cosy? I do. And do you like staying cosy? I like that even more. Then just head over to www.staycosyclothing.com where you can find hoodies, tees, sweaters, and much, much more. With a new fall line out now. And just enter The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And make sure you follow them on the Instagram at Stay Cozy Clothing to keep up to date with all the new designs. Remember, guys, that's The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And now back to this week's episode. Hi, my name is Mitchell Ems and I'm a singer, multi-instrumentalist, producer and songwriter. And you are listening to The Chronicles of Podcast with the absolute legends that are Tom and Jamie. It's beautiful to hear those words about stay cozy, isn't it? We do love Braden and stay cozy. Thank you so much, guys, for the wonderful merch that you have sent us. We really, really appreciate it. Like you wouldn't believe, uh, we are representing. We are on our, on our interviews. Um, they'll be coming up in the next few weeks. Um, and we also just would like to announce that we now have beautiful, beautiful backdrops on tapestries made by Mr. Jamie Westwood himself. So thank you so much, Jamie, for these glorious tapestries. You will also see those in interviews coming up soon. You'll see them in our trailers for now, so you'll still see them. Yes, absolutely. Um, So, Jamie? Yes? It's time for Callum's Tree Chins. Yeah! Welcome to Callum's Tree Chins! Welcome to another edition of Callum's Tree Chins. We uh, are very excited. The man has delivered again this week. He's not short changes this week, has he? Back to three. Back yeah. to three changes this week. So, Jamie, 
without further ado, what is Callum treating us this week? Can Scooby-Doo be classified as a crime drama? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, it can. Absolutely, it can. (laughs) And even if it couldn't, it fucking is now. Oh, Callum, oh, you beautiful bastard. That is incredible. Oh, can you imagine if they actually based TV series or things off, off cartoons? Because that's incredible. Do you reckon there's an actual real mystery machine driving around now with, you know, four teenagers and a dog? I'd that'd quite be a, love to see like a serious, dark, gritty version of Scooby Doo. Would you? I reckon oh. it'd be really good. With that sexual tension between Fred and Daphne as well. I know, right? I'd quite like to see that. I'd be all over that. That'd be amazing. I reckon they could break and make it proper thrillery, wouldn't they? Yeah. Like proper psychological. I want to see that now. Anyway. Maybe we should go on Dragon's Den. <laughs> you know that yeah. property that doesn't belong to us? We've got an idea for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a business or anything. It's just an idea. <laughs> right. Jamie. Yes. What else is Callum treating us this week? This one's more of a specific one for Tom. Um, do you sleep with your beard over or under the blanket? <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? I think I have it over. I think it'd be weird if I had it under because then it's like, yeah, yeah I definitely have it like over. Under your chin, wouldn't you? I think it'd be weird because you'd have your head down. So if you, it'd just be odd. So you have your head down. Because so <laughs> then I think I'm worried I'd suffocate myself. Depends how high up you have your duvet, really. Do you want to know another fact? Um, I'm going to share this because I just want to share this. I don't sleep with anything on, right? Not because it's healthier for you, but because I'm genuinely petrified that because I, I turn so much in my sleep that I'll wrap the pyjama leggings or top around me and suffocate or cut a limb off, like circulation. I'm so, seriously. Really? Yeah. I don't wear anything to bed because I'm so petrified that I'm just going to cut the circulation off of something. I don't I don't like the concept of it. I don't like the idea of it. it makes I'm not wearing really boxers because if I cut circulation off to my bollocks, I ain't going to be happy, mate. Well, I was thinking more of like my ankles or my wrists or like uh, just anything, my shoulders or my neck. I don't like that. I don't like it. I genuinely don't like it. Like, I'm like, nope, no, thank you. I'm sleeping naked. You just deal with it. (laughs) All right. I remember that for our next sleepover. (laughs) Yeah, I can't do it. It just just creeps me the fuck out. So, like, Furbies creep you out. Don't say that word. Wearing clothes to bed just completely does me. And I'm like, nope, no thanks. I'm all good. Why would you say that word? Sorry, sorry. I didn't realise it made... What Furbies? Nah, fuck off. Really? Why? Why do you make you so scared? They creep me out. They really creep me out. Why? Do you remember how you used to feed a Furby? You put your finger in its mouth. Yes, precisely. So how do they eat? They survive. They consume human flesh. They're fucked up. They're evil. Move on. They don't. don't they don't consume you. They they, they they eat your flesh. I've still got on my hands. They have a nibble on your finger. That's how they survive. No. No, they're wrong. Wrong. Creepy. Wrong. 
<laughs> they got them little faces that just look at you as if they're going to eat you in your sleep. Just nah. Do you know? What, just just a quick tangent. Do you know? What I thought it was quite weird. Well, I've seen three wasps this week. That's a weird tangent. It's, it's November. Why are wasps out in November? It's fucking freezing and we lost that bloody half. Yeah. Climate change doesn't really exist. Does it fucking not? Because why can you see wasps in November? That should be the tagline, shouldn't it? Calm down, Greta. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's like there's this wasp flying around. They shouldn't be flying in November. They should be feeding and fucking. Sleeping and hiding away. Evil yeah. bastards. Anyway, Jamie. Anyway, yes. And finally, what is Callum treating us this week? Who would win in a fight? A gorilla or Bigfoot? Ooh. Ooh. I know the answer to this. You do? I do. What you, What say you, Mr. Stevens? A gorilla. Why is that? Because Bigfoot doesn't exist. I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> but if we were to really think about it, is it Bigfoot like a man? Is he just a gorilla anyway, but he's a man? I still think a gorilla would win. I still think a gorilla... Because a gorilla uh, is just brutal. I was going to say, all pictures I've seen of Bigfoot, he basically just look just a giant, hairy man thing. W- weirdly, with a six pack. He <laughs> <laughs> does, doesn't he? Bigfoot has a six pack. Why? <laughs> what else has he got to do while he's hiding? He's doing crutches. <laughs> yeah, mind you, like, if he kicked you, that would fucking do some damage, wouldn't it? Yeah. Gorillas aren't exactly leg strong, are they? They're all fists. upper body. But they work on, they, they, walk, they work on, they walk on fists, don't they? Yeah. So you wouldn't get hit by them. Yeah, I don't want to see this fight now. So do I. I'm going with Gorilla. Just to make it even, I'm going to go with uh, Bigfoot. I think it's easier to punch than kick. Mm. But he's got that long leg reach. We just gave him a boot. But how do you know? That's true. All you know is he's got a six pack for some reason. (laughs) The Gorilla punches him in the six pack. It bounces off them abs. He's got no hope. Yeah, it's been it's been training hard. <laughs> he knew this fight was coming up. It's like it's like that ma- mountain from Game of Thrones versus Eddie Hall that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I love how you built that up and then just shat on it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like oh Floyd Money Mayweather wants to fight Conor McGregor. Does he? Why? To make a lot of money from Conor's not a boxer. <laughs> it no. was apparently it was shit anyway. Um, and then you've got these YouTube stars that think their box oh, boring. Oh, yeah, no. Fucking boring. Can't be asked. Next. And that was Callum's Treachings. Before we move on to Tom's journal, I realised I meant to mention something earlier and I completely forgot. We had a discussion last week about motorcyclists. Yes, we did. I uh, spoke to some people about this. It was actually in the journal last week. So was it in the journal? Yes. Holy kind of, there you go. It's a nice segue. I spoke to some people about this. One person said, basically, you just hope for the best and just go for it, trying to scratch over your levers. I had another person saying, the 20 years I've been riding a bike, I've never had this issue. And then a guy at work really made me laugh because he said, basically, what I do, if it's on my nose or something, I just lift my visor and have a little scratch. If it's down the side of my head, I just shove my glove up my helmet and go for it. And if it's on top of my helmet, it's on top of my head. I just get my helmet and swivel it on the top of my head so the inside of his helmet scratches his head. Amazing. What about his body? He didn't say on that one. He just sort yeah. of said he just tries. Yeah. Okay. I think they just do their best. Well, we appreciate the answers, guys. Thank you yeah. very, very much. But there we go. We've got some context. So apparently it is possible. It's just not easy. 
Okay. Well, awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. There you go. Jamie. Hello. Time for Tom's Journal. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Welcome. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. This is a beastly journal this week. I was expecting it to be quite a small journal as you've done nothing but work. I was expecting day one, Tom is tired. Day two, Tom is tired. We recorded last Monday. Oh, that's very true, actually. So I've had a week and three days to fill up this journal. So let's begin, shall we? Let's begin. I was on my way after recording for another Monday to the train station to head to Sheffield. And there's a massive fucking carousel outside of my work. Like proper old school carousel, like 19 fucking 20s odd with horses and stuff. It's a, it's a double, it's a two-header, it's a double-deck carousel. There were some youths, youths on the top, on the top. And all I could hear was, lads, 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 on the carousel. Allow me, bruv, in it. Allow me, in it. Yeah, yeah, horses. It was like, okay, grow up. Allow me, bruv. What does that even mean? I don't know. But they were loving it. They were looking at people, looking like, I remember watching, oh, we're so lads, 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 on the carousel. It's like the... Um, the bad, the bad men tweets I read out a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. Allow me, bro. Okay. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Right. I realised as well that I missed something out of the journal. Two weeks running. <laughs> okay. So I've allowed, I've brought it into this week's journal. On Twitter, somebody just wrote, in other news... I just tried on a jacket in TK Maxx. A jacket that belonged to a girl who was trying on another jacket. Mortified. <laughs> That's all for now. <laughs> oh, God, could you imagine? Oh, my days. That would be the most horrific thing in the world. Wait, oh, yeah. Where did this woman put her jacket? I don't know. But that's all the contact you get. <laughs> Could you imagine if someone put their jacket on? I must have been on the rail or something. Because I was, oh, that looks nice. <laughs> Why has it got fags and a phone in it? <laughs> you get freebies with this one. Your this is this made me think of you immediately. Conversation between a couple, okay? Okay. Babe, 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 wake up. Boyfriend. What what what's wrong? Is everything right? Yeah. Do Transformers run on diesel? Wait, what? Or do you think Captain Planet would consider them enemies? (laughs) 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 That's fucking brilliant. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's a crossover I didn't know I needed. Yeah. Do you reckon Captain Planet (laughs) would consider the Transformers enemies if they run on diesel? (laughs) Oh. That's fucking brilliant. Um, so I was at the travel, not the travel lodge, the um, services in Tamworth with my sister, my two sisters and my and their friend Abby, our friend, shall I say, sorry. And Kate, my sister Kate was talking about the rugby and she went, it just, just fell out of her face. She's like, oh my God, it must have been an incredible atmosphere for New Zealand versus Wales. I went, oh, what, sorry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She said, "Asthmosphere." Oh. Asthmosphere. 
is that her way of saying it must have been a great atmosphere and the rugby players must have had great asses. So it was know. a good atmosphere. I, I don't know where she went, but it was just fucking hilarious. <laughs> One of those, it's definitely you should have been that moment, but we were laughing for quite a while. It was uh, it was good times. Good times were had by all. I do love your ability to pick up on any slight fuck up people have when talking. Uh, it's just a very <laughs> annoying superpower. <laughs> I know people hate it when they get corrected by stuff. So I do apologise to anybody that I do it to. I don't mean it intentionally. It just I get really wound up by spelling mistakes. And t- I don't know why. I know. <laughs> just one of those things. So, <laughs> Jamie. Yes. Could you imagine if your eyes actually were bigger than your belly? That would not end well for me. <laughs> <laughs> just like this massive fucking. <laughs> Why is that a saying? I mean, I get the saying, I get what they're trying to say, but that's a horrifying image. That really is a horrifying image. <laughs> Just if your eyes were actually bigger than your belly. Imagine how big your glasses would be. Your eyes would walk into a room two minutes before you did. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, working in my job would that be horrific. Can you clear my glasses or we come back in a week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get on a window cleaner poles. Let me measure you up. Hang on a second. Can you stand about four million feet away from me, please? Just massive wingspan. Anyway. Back to my photos. Bear with me. Where's it gone? Where's it gone? Ah. So... This genuinely happened. Okay? Okay. On Halloween. Imagine. Okay? Imagine. She's got her Avengers candy bag. She's dressed up as Wasp for Halloween. Escorted by her actual father, Paul Rudd, who played Ant-Man in the actual blockbuster movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp. But he decided to go as Weird Al Yankovic. I freaking love that photo so much. <laughs> it was just phenomenal. It's brilliant, isn't it? And it's such a good cosplay as Weird Al as well. Paul Rudd looks... Did you got to vote with Sexiest Man Alive? I was about to say that, yeah. yeah. Fair play to him. Fair play to him. Congratulations, Paul. It was his comment about it. It was just like, I can't wait to rub this in the face of all my, co- my colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was a very, 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 very funny fuck-up on Sky Sports. You know how on Sky, when you look at them on the TV guide and it cuts off words? Yes. Yes. So this one was called... <laughs> this is the synopsis and it cut off some of the words. So it was, Gary Neville gives passionate must-watch anal. <laughs> oh, analysis. I'm trying to think what yeah. word that must Analysis, be. yeah. Yeah. Well, what the fuck are they trying to say? Gary Neville goes passionate, must watch anal. <laughs> Wrong ball game. Right. Another phenomenal conversation between a husband and wife. Beautiful. All right. Wife, pick a Christmas movie to watch. Husband, Lord of the Rings. Wife. Wait, 
That's not a Christmas movie. Husband. Then why does it have elves? Wife. Does not to say. <laughs> Husband. Plus, Gandalf looks like low-carb Santa. <laughs> low-carb Santa? He's <laughs> <laughs> got a bloody good point, though. He's got, yeah, got a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> low-carb Santa. I love that. <laughs> so I was just left the house. I started walking to work. And... There was a woman with her baby in a in a double in a double stroller, double, double pram. Hmm. Um, I almost got cleaned out by a baby in a pram. They started to cross the road, right? So I was falling behind, and then they randomly, in the middle of the road, swung back round and almost took me out. <laughs> it was so weird. Like, who the hell does that? No one. Exactly. They were, it was just we were crossing the road, but I they happened to be in front of me, so I was walking at the same time. And they literally just swung straight back around. I was like, whoa, fuck. Why would you not look behind you to make sure there's no one there? Well, exactly. But there you go. That's people for you. Um, right. We've got another one. You're going to love this. We're almost done. There's three left. Okay. So this was a conversation that was had between some friends. Okay. Okay. Do you think, Jamie... That vampires and werewolves are ex- an exclusively human phenomenon, or are there dwarfish elves and elvish vamps and shit? <laughs> there should be if there isn't. Beta Zeds replies, Would you just go to fucking bed? <laughs> <laughs> Sean replies with, Come play with me in this space. <laughs> but what about centaurs? But the human part is dragonborn. Mermaids, oh. but the human part is an orc. <laughs> We've got Hobbit, an orc mermaid. Hobbit zombies. <gasps> Beta said replies, I'm coming to your house and turning off your Wi-Fi. <laughs> Sean then replies, it's a new month. I have data for days, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love I... how intrigued you got by that. The orc mermaids that just mind blows I want to see that now can someone please make this even if it's just artwork please make this horror Lord of the Rings crossover because I want to see it now that would be incredible this one is specifically for you okay think of this the newlyweds game but with superheroes and their sidekicks oh, that'd be amazing right? now wait for this the host so what does Robin love to eat after a night of fighting crime Batman so Robin's answer, nine-year-old Dick Grayson would want a PB&J with crunchy peanut butter and strawberry jelly on whole wheat, the cross cut off and the sandwich cut into squares. Bruce turns his sign round to reveal the most specific peanut butter and jelly sandwich on earth. <laughs> I love that. I really want to see a superhero in Newlyweds game. Man. This may be fucking raw. Do you? Which would be that one? I really want to see that. So Dragon's Den. <laughs> This is a conversation between an officer and his detective. Officer. So the victims were dismembered and sacrificed on an altar made of antlers. Detective. Dear God. Officer. (laughs) Most likely, yes. (laughs) That's fucking brilliant. (laughs) Oh. Oh, dear God. And the last one, this is quality. Okay. I might have already used this in a previous episode, but I don't care because it's quality as fuck. Okay. Finally in the journal, I want 
Terry Crews and Vin Diesel to a buddy cop movie where they are both secret nerds, but they don't want the other one to know. Vin Diesel plays D&D on weekends and Terry likes to create epic crossover fan art. Somehow they have to work undercover at a Comic-Con and for whatever reason, Daniel Radcliffe is the villain. I'd like to add, not a character played by Daniel Radcliffe, played by Daniel Radcliffe, but Daniel Radcliffe appearing as himself. No, no, wait. I want Elijah Wood to play Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Elijah Wood, wait for it. While Elijah Wood plays Daniel Radcliffe and his evil sidekick is Elijah Wood played by Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> so Radcliffe plays Elijah and Elijah plays Radcliffe. That's amazing. Why hasn't that been made? Exactly. What would you call them? I don't know. But having Terry Crews and Vin Diesel together would be fucking amazing. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just Vanessa really... Carlton is the theme song. And then... Yes. I was going to say, just got out that song. It? They're all driving down the road. Just about family the entire time. <laughs> and that <sighs> was, Jamie, another edition of Tom's Journal. Yeah, it was. So, I do believe, Jamie that you've concealed the piece. I did conceal the piece, and you can have it after we hear from our friends at Syscast. Hi, I'm Frank Guglielmelli, and I'm the narrator for some wonderful audio dramas from Syscast, like Marty and Mars, Bounty Hunters, and a great part in Val Toby, with much more to come. You can find these programs on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, or head over to our website, www.syscast.com. We are excited to announce that we are now affiliated with the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie. Now, let's get to this week's interview. Now you may have the piece. Can I have the piece, please? You can have. Here you go. Oh, is it there? Oh, lovely. Thank you. Pass it through Zoom. Here. Is it? Why is it crying? What the hell? What piece is this? This is a piece. <laughs> I don't know baby piece <laughs> baby piece of resistance welcome to the chronicles of joe gash joe plays lonnie in the rock of ages musical theater that is currently sweeping the nation as yeah, we speak is. right now and they are currently jamie in cheltenham right now they are i've seen a few of our friends posts that have gone to see it oh really yeah oh nice i have not seen those at all that's wonderful news yes they have been feasting their eyes upon the gash. <laughs> you can never get too much gash in your eyes. 100%. 100%. Joe was an absolute, true, genuine legend. Lovely guy. Oozes charisma, like we said in the trailer. Everything about like, this interview was just wonderful on so many levels. We had so much fun. As, as I said in the interview, I, this whole came about because I went to go see Rock of Ages. It was a birthday present for my wife. And as soon as I left that theatre, I looked at her and went, I have got to find contact details for that man because he's fucking incredible. And I did. And here we go. It was just the, uh, the video we shared earlier on our Instagram um, yeah. at TCO pod for anyone's interested. Um, but just the fact that his vocals, the fact they went so high, I was like, damn son. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely incredible. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You're going to get to know the man behind Lonnie. In, uh, in Mr. Gash, it's uh, yeah, it's we really, really loved. I remember when you came, when I spoke to you after you'd seen it, and you were like, I need, I need to get him, I just need to get him, like, no questions asked. We need to speak to him, and then obviously, lo and behold, here we are. 
uh, about to reveal this wonderful interview to the nation, to the world. And Joe was amazing as well. Like, like we said at the start of this, he rocked up to a Zoom interview with sunglasses and a leather jacket and just looking like a fucking rock star. Yeah, go to you watch the YouTube guys because you'll get loads of bonus parts that aren't in the audio as well. So go and enjoy and feast your eyes upon Mr. Joe Gash himself. Jamie, any final words? No, just a massive thank you to Mr. Gash and everyone else. Go and see Rock of Ages. He's touring until September next year. There's no bloody excuse. Get it in your face. You will not be disappointed. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, he steals his girlfriend's leather trousers, is a performing artiste, and currently plays Lonnie in Rock of Ages UK. It's Joe Gasha. Ladies and gents, today we have a very special guest of us, a man who blew me away when I saw him perform several weeks ago. And from what I've seen, the critics agree with me. This man can currently be seen playing Lonnie in Rock of Ages. He's a man who is the dictionary definition of charisma and stage presence, as far as I'm concerned. And a man who yesterday ran a bloody marathon. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the chronicles of Joe Gash. You made me blush with that intro. I wasn't was expecting <laughs> to be, wow, I'm all flustered. <laughs> <laughs> What do I do myself? I don't want, I want to, uh, you know, oh, uh, I've forgotten all the English language completely. I can't speak anymore. <laughs> I, I, I told you it was beautiful, man. What can I say? That, that was very beautiful. I, can you say that again so I can record it? And that's it. <laughs> yeah. so if you go backstage to my be like, fuck up the critics saying, listen to what this guy said on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, screw them. This is all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, how have your last 18 months been? Well, 19 now, but still. With COVID and everything, mm. um, terrible, mate, to be completely honest with you. I, I got back from, when it all happened, I got back from, uh, I was doing Greece on Royal Caribbean. Oh. Um, so that was good fun. And then my contract ended as COVID was starting and I came home. And then I was supposed to be moving to London and because I'm from up north. I'm from near Scunthorpe, if you know there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scunny, yeah. scunny. Um, and then... You know, so I got back and I was like, oh, you know, Boris says it's three weeks and I'll, I'll just hold out on, you know, moving to London and stuff. And it just kept going, didn't it? It just like yeah. did not stop. And there's been, there was absolutely no work at all, you know. So, but things are looking up. So, I mean, obviously they've looked up so much Rock of Ages and everything else going on. Um, so we're in a good place now. So I try not to complain about it too much because obviously everybody had their own like, you know, little bells and other things that they had to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you guys heard it when uh, when you came to see the show, Kevin did his speech at the end talking mm-hmm. about how how crap it's been. And we, we owe everything to like the audience members that are coming to watch it, you know, to come see the shows. I never understood why they didn't pump money to the theatre and music side of things. Like they just, well, just didn't give a shit, did they really? No, I mean, I think I got to a point where... I just stopped looking at like news articles and like all the stuff going on social media. Cause I was like, do you know what? Until something actually changes, hmm. like there's no point in reading it and getting like irate online and you know, little things like, cause it, it, nothing's going to, it's not going to change until it's going to change. 
you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so what did you do yourself then if you were, so there's no work? So did you teach yourself or learn anything new at all? <laughs> well, <laughs> we, uh, well, I, I mean, from where I'm from as well, there's, there was, even when things started to open up a little bit, there was like, it's such a small town. So all the, you know, even pub jobs and things like that, they were, they were gone. So I did try, <laughs> I did try a few things. Like I, I tried to learn the ukulele. Amazing. Amazing. But I did that classic thing, you know, where you learn like four chords and then, you know, like load of songs and you feel like you can, you feel like you can walk around and you can just be like, Hey guys, do you want to hear like, don't stop believing in C major? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I did. And then I bought roller skates, maybe went out on them twice. I spent a lot of money on things to try and entertain myself that would last for about two days. And then I'd, because I, I was living with my parents and then I'd go downstairs and be like, I just want to earn money. I just, I'm so mad. I've got no money. My mum's like, well, stop. <laughs> You've just got a pair of like glittery roller skates. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> I think I'll... that might be my favourite answer we've ever had to that question. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I was doing. I was just buying loads of, and then I was like, just, yeah, especially at the start, you know, when Boris was like, Three weeks, just kidding. Just another month, <laughs> just kidding. So I was constantly like, all right, yeah, I feel awful, so I'm going to treat myself. And I'd just go and like ASOS and things like that and Depop and buy loads of, you know, clothes. And then I'd they'd just sit. And then that would make me even more depressed because I'd be like sat looking at these clothes being like, you are never going to see sunlight. You're getting no vitamin, <laughs> no vitamin on there. <laughs> I wish I could wear rollerblades. My feet are so massive. I think I'd have them specially made. So I'd, I've never been able to find any in size 13. I bet I'd be great. Just got wrong way. Yeah. Oh, my dude. Yeah, I mean, my- they would look, if you got size 13 glittery rollerblades, <laughs> dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> they, they'd, they'd, get in, they'd get in there about five minutes before I did. <laughs> 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 just be like, oh, Tom's, Tom's coming around. So they're just tips on my feet coming around. Then it's just, just me. I'm like, hey, guys. <laughs> Oh, <sighs> fucking hell. So take us all the way back, sir. What were the original career plans for young Master Gash? Was it always theatre acting or something else completely? We can just stop at Master Gash. I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> they, that they, they were the plans. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hey, you said this podcast is anything goes. Oh, yeah. it is. It is. It is. <laughs> I really didn't think that through when I wrote it down. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, well, to be fair, I, uh, well, when I was about eight, I like really fancied this girl in, <laughs> I want to say school, but I'm even in school at that point. Where am I? Like in primary school still? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where am I at that point? Um, and then, she was doing uh, a production of High School Musical at this Amdram thing. So that's what got me into drama. Like, that's the fact that I fancied the pants off this little blonde girl. Um, and then it kind of just, it kind of stayed from there, but it was just like a, uh, like a, you know, like a Saturday drama thing. I like joined up for uh, different drama classes as I got older. But I did, I did go through a, a stage when I was like 16, you know, like the GCSE era, 
<clears throat> where I was really into like rugby and running and things like that. And I was a bit like, oh, I haven't really, because my mum was like, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? Because if you're going to audition for drama school, like it needs to happen soon. And I was just like a hormonal little shit who was like, <laughs> no, mom, don't, don't do it. you know what I mean? <laughs> so she never pushed me, but she like guided me in the right direction to be like, just, you need to get your head screwed on. So I think it was always there in the back of my mind, but yeah. I just think, um, yeah, it just took me into, but I, yeah. So I ended up going to drama school. So it was, it was, I never really had a plan. And I just kind of like fell into it and was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll do this then. This would be cool. Because also, I don't have a clue what else I'd do. Like I say that, I'm like, yeah, I could have been a scientist, but instead I decided to wear tights. <laughs> like, that's not that's not the case at all. <laughs> so was Rockstar like never a dream? Because you scream '80s brand band frontman to me, like it, not even just from seeing you in Rock of Ages, just like following yeah. you on Instagram, just you in general. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I only so when I. I graduated, uh, I went to a musical theatre college, I went to Expressions Performing Arts, uh, which is in Mansfield, just outside of Nottingham. Uh, and back then, I was short hair, like, I, I liked the clean look back then. I had, like, short um, back and sides, and then, like, slicked back hair. I used to love wearing suits, like, looking really, really sharp all the time. And I listened to a lot, <laughs> went through a stage where obviously it's always been musical theatre, but it went through a stage where it was like jazz. I mean, I look back on that and I'm like, how did that happen? Me just like sat listening to Frank Sinatra. Just like, this is, this is the shit. Now, obviously he is a legend and like I do oh, yeah. jazz in the own rights, but like how I am now, I'm just thinking of me at college just being like, live meat. <laughs> <laughs> and it just doesn't, it doesn't, sit right does it now you're like looking at me you're like, oh that's weird um no and then i graduated and went on a cruise ship i did a, a piano australia and they had a rock show on there and i'd never really like delved into that kind of i mean i was 18 when i went there um never really delved into it but i'd always been a fan of like queen and stuff like that and then it just kind of, I know, and then I had to obviously sing in that and I sang like ACDC and Led Zeppelin and stuff. And I was like, oh, this kind of suits like well. And then I like started to research it and I was like, oh, 80s glam was like amazing. Like look at the stuff they're wearing. And then it kind of evolved from there. So no, I was never really into it when I was a kid, but then I was always a fan of people like, like who did I, I mean, as <laughs> it, you know, like the punk rock bands and then even people like Pink in the pop world and stuff like that. So I think the music genre has always been there before I actually went and listened to like, you know, your Led Zeppelin, Queen, Elton John, Prince, all that kind of like glammy. So you know. the punk rock, so punk bands that sit on Pink, were they like inspira inspirational? They're the people that you were inspired you to be like, oh, I'm going to go down this road or like you say, was it just the fact that you fancy this girl? <laughs> I'd like to say that it was uh, <laughs> inspirational, but it was a fact fancy to go. I think <laughs> I think I've, I've always been quite. Um, I mean, I've never been your lad that's gonna play football or anything like that. Anyway, okay. so I think I was very open to the fact that she was like, you know, you should come do this show, blah blah blah, blah. and I was just so open for it. I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. So I think it it wasn't a thing of me being like, I'm only doing this because I'm fancy. It was just, I was like, oh yeah, do you know what? Acting might be fun. So, 
yeah, I won't pin it on like, I just thought she had a pretty face. So I followed that direction. <laughs> I was going to say, we could thank her right now if you really wanted to. I know, yeah. <laughs> I owe my whole career to you. <laughs> <laughs> so when you first started, like with your performance, because like, like I said, you know, so much charisma and whatnot, did it come natural to you when you started doing it or did, or did you really have to train yourself to get to where you are now? Like right at the start? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think as a performer, you can always look back uh, and and be like, I mean, I'm sure I'll look back on videos of Lonnie and stuff like that and be like, oh god, I could have done that so much better. Like in like a year or two's time, you know what I mean? Mm. So I, I do always find myself. But then I think you're always at that point where you're like, oh, I feel like I'm at my peak. Like I'm 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 doing this the best that I can right now, and then. Yeah, so I, I think at a, at a younger age, it was because I've gone, like I said, I went through a lot of stages of like listening to different music and like dressing differently and stuff. It's I've like gone through like these waves and things of like finding myself, which has definitely helped to like get to where I am now, especially with the way like with Lonnie, like the way that's mm. developed. If I hadn't been through things I've done in my life to like, you know, make me what I am now. It definitely wouldn't have um, happened the way it did, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I read that you were stealing your girlfriend's leather trousers. <laughs> Can I, t- I elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually forgot that I wrote that to put in the program. And then, like, I, I read it and I was like, I didn't write that. <laughs> I was reading it like, I wouldn't write something like that. And then I like I called my girlfriend and I was like, did I want that? She was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right, probably did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I like, no, it is a bit like, no, I um, yeah, I own a lot. I mean, if you've seen my Instagram, like you said, I, I own a lot of, uh, I like the 80s glam look. But that that came from, I think the reason I wrote that was because in the audition, um, for because Lonnie was very last minute. I originally went in for Ensemble, <clears throat> for one of the dancers. Oh, okay. And then they, uh, I got through that and then they called me back for second cover Stacey and Stacey Jacks, who mm. Kevin Clifton plays, and second cover Lonnie. So I was like, wasn't really expecting that to happen. So I was like frantically, and I I didn't have like my 80, you know, my, like my normal clothes with me. And I was like, this is the audition where I can actually go dressed as Joe Gash. <laughs> you know, like I don't have to like dull down my clothes or anything. And I just went into her wardrobe and like whipped out the, and I mean, like my girlfriend is tiny as well. Like she's so, she's like so small and so skinny. And I just like ripped out these leather pants and like didn't even try them on and took them to the audition and then did did the recall for the dance audition and then went to go sing. And I was just like pulling them on. I was like, oh my God. And this is for like my final audition as well. And they were, and then the director Nick Quinston was like, "Oh, do you always dress like that?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> like so, everything was on show, and I, I like stole her brother's, uh, stole my girlfriend's brother's like fur, big fur coat as well, <laughs> and like because I just didn't really have any of my own clothes with me, so I was just stealing all these things. And I, I honestly. Like, I don't know if it helped me. I think it did help me. But I must have walked in. They must have gone. What a dick. 
<laughs> what a dick. Let's give him like the main role in the, in yeah, the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the uh, RMD, Liam Holmes, he was uh, the pianist for like all the, um, <clears throat> you know, for the singing auditions. And he told me that when they walked out of the room, they were like, because, you know, they were like, do you usually dress like this? And I was like, no, yeah, I do. And then they walked out and they were like, should we check his Instagram then? And they like <laughs> went through my Instagram. Can you imagine if it was just like, <laughs> it was just me and just like a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, he's a liar. He just wants a job. Go back why to your jazz days. Yeah, I was going to say, why is he wearing a suit listening to Frank Sinatra? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just videos of me in my bedroom, like singing Fly Me to the Moon. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you finished training at the performance college can you remember your first role that you did yeah it was going on um going on that cruise ship that got straight me. on that cruise ship yeah i um i auditioned for it in the april and then left college in june and then got on in september um, and it, it, it was like, it was a production ship. So it was like five different, um, five different shows that were all, you know, I, I wasn't like, it's not like it wasn't a musical or anything like that, but it was the best job I could have done for me to like, um, as a new graduate and stuff. Like I, uh, I'm so glad I did that rather than trying to go like straight for musical theater and things like that because i'd like learned so much about myself on that contract and like my voice changed and like you know and all them things as well so that was the first but the first role i played was when i did kinicky in greece did the um the leather trousers help you with your pitch <laughs> they, they're doing this i could see that i could see you're like i need to ask this question right now i do <laughs> I want, I want to ask, but you'd already moved on. I was like, shit, I missed my chance. Like, I'm still going back to it. I'm going back to stuff. Edit it. We'll just slot that. Yeah. Back. <laughs> so just feel like you've been waiting. We'll just slot that back. Yeah, I just wear really, really tight pants all the time. <laughs> underneath, underneath my Lonnie trousers, I actually have like three pairs of leather pants and they're just like sculpting up. <laughs> my balls are in my stomach when I sing. It's set to a timer. <laughs> so yeah. When you get the high parts, it like clenches slightly. Like, <laughs> yeah, somebody's just side stage, just like pressing a button. Like, <laughs> to be fair, the pitches you hit, especially right at the start of the show, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh, you know, vocal technique and blah blah. And I'm like, no, actually, somebody's just got a button that like falls, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and off I go. I'm right up there. I had a really weird image. So you say we're for a cruise ship, yeah, mm. and you're performing. What happens if it's really bad tide? It starts doing this. So oh, I- honestly, when so when I was on Piano Australia, it was still quite. A, it was the biggest ship in their fleet. Um, it was still quite a big ship, but God, there was a day when we had something like fourteen meter swells. I think it was like ridiculous waves, oh and like I don't use. I don't get seasick, and I didn't feel seasick then. But it was like I couldn't. You couldn't sleep on it, so I was like, you know awake with like half an hour's sleep just like oh. in the ship like it's not good and then if you have to do we never would perform a show in that kind of thing but you'd perform shows in like four or five meter swells and like trying to do you know pirouettes and stuff like that and falling out of it and trying to look gracious and you're like oh. <laughs> just piano players just like start sliding away yeah oh <laughs> 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 You just said about playing Kaniki in Greece. 
Yeah. It must have been absolutely awesome. I saw you also an understudy for Danny Zuko in Greece at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I understudied Danny Zuko. I, I actually went on for him for about three weeks altogether because um, <clears throat> our Danny had to go home for some um, like family issues. So I went on for him for quite a bit. Um, but I loved Kaniki. Like, I loved Kaniki so much. I so much preferred playing Kaniki over Danny, especially because really? Kaniki gets to sing Bruce Lightning. And it, oh, that's, that is true. Yeah, that is true. It was, yeah, it was, um, and especially like compared to like someone like Lonnie, Kaniki's so like, he's just like such a like coiled spring, isn't he? Like, you don't know whether he's going to laugh or he's going to stab you in the throat. Like, <laughs> it was such, it was such a fun part to play. And it was like, <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, the thing was with that is like, you could always tell if I'd broken character with, because I'd smile. Like Kaniki just doesn't smile really, so it would it would always be a case of like somebody'd know if they catch me out because I that they get a little smirk, and then once you thing is with me, once you get me going like on stage, I'm I'm out, I'm completely gone. Like at least with Lonnie, if I break character, they'll be like I can't tell, and I'll be like acting, <laughs> but it's just me actually <laughs> wetting myself on stage. Whereas with Kaniki, that couldn't happen. But he was a great part, and I really really enjoyed that show. <laughs> So I've always wondered with with understudies, is mm. is it basically there for like a just in case situation? So like you were saying, then Danny had to go home. There you are, you've got that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's literally for you know. I mean, the Danny could have. There was one show where we had a matinee, and then I got a call from the company manager, uh, and it was like Danny's uh, uh, feeling really really sick. You know, he can't go on today. So it was just a case of, okay, I'm on. So it's it's just basically so the show doesn't have to close if you don't have understudies. It's the same with like in um, Rock of Ages we've got swings. So um, if if I went out, my understudy would go on, and then a swing would come on. Who is um, a back? They stay backstage. They don't come on stage at all. Like they're not in the show. So if if I went out and then my understudy went on, then the swing would go into my understudy's part. So it's just like a seamless change. Like, you know, like to an audience member, it's like nothing happened. I was going to say, the understudies have understudies and then they do they have understudies that have understudies. Yeah, it just keeps going. There's no end. There's just a, just a huge line outside of the stage door. It's like with swings and understudies. We've got no one left. Get Paul. Paul on the streets. You there. <laughs> Literally, somebody run to M&S and get them. <laughs> get the dude with the longest hair. He'll be fine. <laughs> Can you sing? No, that's fine. We don't need to work with that. Kind of on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it must be a nightmare in a way being an understudy because you've got to remember all your actual lines, but then you've also got to remember the other person's lines just in case. Yeah, I think it's it's such an uh, underrated being an understudy in a swing, especially a swing, because like, I've got friends in you know in West End and tours and things like that who who cover like nine roles. You know, it'll be like it could it could go on for like you you're covering four ensemble tracks, so that's four different variations of choreography and different stage tracks, and then they could be covering three roles, you know, like uh, speaking and singing roles. And I just think I couldn't think of I'm, I don't I couldn't think of anything worse. Like my brain would be on. I take my hat off to them people who do it. My brain would be on fire. 
Like doing understudying Danny was, was bad enough for me. Like I was on stage with him, so I knew his lines. But then when I had to go on, I was like, oh God, I think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because, like, if, if you're understudying the main character, you've got to remember more lines than your actual character, I'd imagine. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with Danny, he, I mean, he's on quite a lot. Kaniki, I think, to be fair, in the show in general, Kaniki doesn't say a lot. Like, I think he had a collection of maybe something like 30 lines, like, not a lot, a lot at all. So I, I had no excuse not to know my understudy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so before we move on to rock of ages um, obviously acting in a theater is and film acting are two completely different kettles of fish yeah. you've got to remember your script song lyrics dance moves cues to go on etc do you guys have like procedures in place in case you forget things like during the show yeah like during the show a big old spanked bottom <laughs> <laughs> um i mean not really i mean if you forget it's down to the actors on stage to be like we've got to cover this shit while a call goes out being like joe gash to stage joe gash to stage uh i guess it's your responsibility isn't it i mean in a case of like <clears throat> you know if somebody fell ill or hurt their ankle or something halfway through the show mm. then there would be like a show stop and there'd be an announcement to say um you know, our swing's called Morgan Scott. So it's saying Morgan Scott will be um, going on to blah, blah, blah. And it, so that there'd be like characters would go off and then the whole understudy thing would be implemented then. But I think if you just genuinely forgot, <laughs> you're just being a lot of shit. I don't <laughs> want to do it. I haven't forgot yet and I don't want to experience it. <laughs> so I'm not going to find that out for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like this baby joe tomorrow's show can you just forget all the words <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah see yeah. what happens just for us <laughs> i was gonna say but there any moments where someone's forgotten or someone's just like actually got injured or just any hilarious moments really that you weren't expecting whilst um we haven't had any i mean we've had people go off like um illnesses and stuff but we've had no injuries during the show. um yeah i mean there's there's always especially with Rock of Ages. I mean, it's just a, a call for things to fuck up, isn't it? Like, <laughs> you, you want it to happen. There's, 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 I mean, me and <laughs> me and Dennis, you know, Ross Dawes, who plays Dennis, who's um, the bar owner, me and him always trying to catch each other out. Like, always, <laughs> always trying to put each other off. Only because we've got like such a great relationship. And then, but he's so good at it. He's so good at it. Me he on. was amazing. Yeah. It's, it's it's like probably for the audience as well. Sometimes you don't know if there's a fuck up or it's a purposely placed fuck up, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, we'll keep it that way. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you which is which. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of my personal favorite things in theater is when you guys get the audience involved. Like, in Rock of Ages, there's always that person in the front row who's referenced for the entire show, and it was hilarious. Mm. So, have you ever had someone that just like refuses to play along? Um, I've had it where the woman doesn't want to say her name, and I will just turn to her husband and be like, "Okay, well, you you've got to tell me her fucking name, or else this show can't continue." <laughs> 
Um, That's good. I like that. But there was one where it was the last show we did at Manchester on Saturday night. And um, so obviously the, the show finishes with Here I Go, Here I Go Again. Uh, the Act One finale finishes with Here I Go Again. And then obviously then Lonnie has his little quip about being like, you know, the show's over, blah, blah. And then there's a little audience interaction. Um, and they, they'd gone. <laughs> the husband and the wife that I was picking on had gone, um, but not left the theatre. They'd left during the number to obviously be like, we're going to get to the bar before like everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then I was like, I think her name was Sharon. And I was like, Sharon, Sharon. And everyone in the front row were like, she's gone. And I was like, fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I've got a joke. I, 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 I can't finish until this joke is said. And then I was like, oh, do you know what? Fucker. And then I like climbed into the audience and I was like, what's your name, sweetie? And then I just picked on a new woman throughout the whole thing. And every time I, uh, at the start of that two, I came on, I was like, well, look who's back. You <laughs> bitch. <laughs> they loved it though. It worked in my favor. That's amazing. <laughs> So typically, how long of a time span is it between you getting a script and then opening night? So like with rehearsals and whatnot. Um, I think it depends on the uh, the show. The like it depends on a lot of things, like the show, the producers, um, the director. Like when I did Greece, um, we didn't get the script until the day we started rehearsals. Um, so what? Yeah. So. <laughs> I think like some, because uh, that was for Royal Caribbean. So I think it's, I don't know. I think it's just the way they do it. Some, I think maybe some directors are like, we'd rather not let anybody have like a preconceived thing in their head. Like we'll work together throughout the whole process to that create a character in this thing. Um, but with Rock of Ages, I got it sent to me about a month before the script, hmm. which I was glad about because obviously Lonnie is so dialogue based. Um, and I, I, wanted to make sure I knew my lines as best as possible and not like do anything with it myself, but just know the lines. So when it came to the blocking and all the props and everything else that I had to do, I was like, right, I don't have to be carrying the script around with me and like then going home and being like, okay, I need to learn this scene and this scene and this scene. Um, so yeah, I think it depends on like all the var variables like with it, but with Rock of Ages, we got it a good month in advance of the rehearsals. And then obviously we had three week rehearsals to opening night. So I had about two months to prepare with the dialogue. I was going to say, how the fuck do you remember all of that? <clears throat> I, I don't know. I've got a week off right now. And I think um, next Tuesday when we have a first show, I'll probably just be like, I'll come out and I'll be like, Hey, uh, it's Grease Lightning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> What's going down next? Week? <laughs> no, 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 no. Wrong show. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, like Tom just said, I don't know how you guys remember all them lines. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's it's just a case of you you figure out your own your own method, don't you? Like I've been learning lines since I was like eight years old, since I was a kid. So I think now when people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, I I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just like I just read them and kind of like it just happens now because it's your job isn't it it's like yeah, yeah. You know, my best friend's a <laughs> mechanic and then i could i don't even want to go into that description being like 
how do you do this? And then him try and say big, strong man words to me and me be like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Is there any, um, are there any roles that you've really wanted that you, you know, are still striving for or haven't got, etc.? So I don't know if you, because obviously Disney do a lot of uh, theatre or stuff, don't they? So mm-hmm. Is there anything you've really wanted to do that you've not got yet or <clears throat> you'd like to do? Yeah, I, I've always, always wanted to play Galileo and Me Will Rock You. That is like, <laughs> that is like my dream role. I think it's more for, because um, I'm just such a huge Queen fan. Like, yeah. Mm. I, I love the music of Queen. So I'd love to just be in that show so I could sing, you know, Queen seven times, eight times a week. Um, and then I, I've, I've, been in far I was in finals for Bat Out of Hell a few years ago. Um and that's another one that I'd love to do at some point. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm not sure uh what what I, I do you know what I'm I am a sucker for jukebox musicals. Like an absolute sucker for them. But I think it's because I just love I love music so much as well. So when there's like good musicals made out of like good music, because I lo- I don't know if you've heard of our house as well. Nope. It's, oh, no, it's the, the the madness musical, and it's like it's such a cleverly written musical around madness music. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. I'd love to be in that. In anything, to be honest, you know, Wicked and like Disney stuff as well. I'd love to. I mean, I'd love to take a crack at anything. Like, I I don't want to put myself in a bracket of like, oh, I'm just a like a rock and roll musical theatre artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always wanted to be in like Book of Mormon. I think that's oh. a fantastic musical. Um, but obviously there's going to have to come to a point where I have to cut my hair for roles like that. And I'm yeah. not quite ready yet. So we'll see about <laughs> that in the future. That's but yeah, sick. things like that I'd love to, but it then it comes down to your appearance as well, doesn't it? That was going to be my next question. I was going to be like, hey, would you, you know, go to that far and stuff to just cut your hair or shave or anything like that? I think so. Um, in, I think right now I've got like, because this look is like fairly new. It's only about, you know, like two or three years. Um, so I think for the time being, it's like, it's kind of like what people know me as at the moment. So yeah. I think I'll kind of stick in this genre for a couple of years. And then, yeah, once I've, if I, if I went in for something like Book of Mormon or something like that, and they were like, we need you to cut your hair. I'd be like, Seven thousand quid a minute, and I'll yeah. <laughs> just join the club, Joe. It's okay. Don't worry. No, well, but you suit it. I feel like ah. I like a, you know, like a wet potato. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel a little bit like a toe. No, <laughs> no. Maybe if you shaved your beard. <laughs> yeah, it's been one big toe, just a big ginger toe. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, with, with, with getting roles and stuff like that, like, do, you, do you get approached or do you have to audition? Do you, have to, like, do you find them online? Like, how would you a- apply for like, musical theatre roles? Uh, I've got an agent. So, ah, uh, makes sense. Yeah, so we have a, uh, there's a website called Spotlight for like, actors and everything that goes on that. And basically all the casting directors put their breakdowns of like, auditions that are coming out um, onto there and then your agent will submit you for that. Okay. Director will look through people's, so you have like a profile. Yeah. <clears throat> which will have like your CV and, you know, your headshots and things like that. Um, and then they will pick who they think looks right for the role. 
and then obviously they'll pick a couple of hundred or whatever they will do at that point mm-hmm. and then you then you start going in for auditions and then obviously recalls finals blah 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 blah, blah. so it's, it's a bit like it's a bit like a better version of x factor that's the one going for auditions yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, yeah like the judges and the director the producer whatever else rather than you know overpaid celebrities yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was wondering you. how you were going to describe the guests. Just, just tell, you, tell you shit that they get paid millions just to be like, "Well, you're fucking wank." It's like, well, actually, yeah. I don't think you know they get it wrong a lot of times. I think, but that's just oh, my yeah. opinion. So I just that's just there just to, to say shit, just get paid loads of money. Like, oh, I'm going to embarrass this prick for no reason. Like, oh, get out, get in the bin. Happens, in it's TV. I hate it. So with Rock of Ages, this must have been like the perfect show for you from what you've learned about you so far. So yeah, when your agent called you, like, put you forward to the Rock of Ages. How how would that go down? Was that just like fuck yeah? Yeah, <laughs> well, it was very like like I said, it was a very last minute audition. Um, and then I was in obviously in for ensemble at the start, and I've I've always loved Rock of Ages. Um, but I think I'd never I'd never even thought about Lonnie like as a um as a role. I don't know why. Because now I'm doing it, I can't imagine myself as. I mean, um, my agents asked me, you know, before she's been like, you know, if, if it came around, would you want to be put forward for Drew, who's obviously played by Luke Walsh, who just has vocal cords of steel. Like, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> great voice. Honestly, amazing voice. And I could probably do a show or two of Drew and then be like, this is too much. It's like, he just doesn't stop, does he? Like, <laughs> The only person I thought about playing if I ever did this show was Stacey Jacks. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, but when I when I got the call, to, especially when I got a recall for second cover Stacey and second cover Lonnie, um, I was like, oh, amazing. Yeah, I'd, doing them two would be amazing. And then I, I went and did my audition and um, <clears throat> I literally just did the Lonnie stuff and they didn't see any of my Stacey stuff. And then, yeah, two days later, they, my agent called me. Uh, she was like, oh, you've got an offer for Rock of Ages. Obviously, in my mind, I thought I'm ensemble, second cover Lonnie. And she, they were like, we'd like to offer you the, the, the role of Lonnie. And I just went, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how has that happened? How has that happened? But I was just so shocked. But I was also like, oh, my God, because I've always wanted to do this show. Like, it definitely is like a dream show of mine that I've always wanted to do. Just because of the music as well, like the mm. music is fantastic, isn't it? It really is. So, did you feel any pressure at all over this role? Because not only the focal point of the show as the narrator, but coming out of the film, which I know there is a lot of judgment on, mm. you know, everyone loves that character. Yeah, Russell Brand now it was fantastic as that character. He absolutely yeah. nailed it. Was that pressure there, or were you just like, nope, it's day one, this um, is a job, let's go? I think not so much from the film, but from the 2019 tour. Um, there's an absolute musical theatre legend called Lucas Rush who played the role, who was like absolutely adored by everybody. Um, and I've never met Lucas, but I've known of him for years because of um, like different things that he's he's done. Um, and when I was at college, you know, he was, he was working and, and stuff like American Idiot and Jesus Christ Superstar and stuff. So that was a lot of pressure because I was like, oh my God, I've respected this man for years. And like I'm taking over his role, and a lot of people were quite upset about that. Um, you know that Lucas wasn't coming back, um, 
but he was lovely. Like there was a lot of comments online, but he was lovely and said, you know, um, and we hadn't even spoken by this point. We speak now on online. We haven't met, but I know he's coming to watch the show in Hayes. So I'm really excited to meet him. Um, but he, you know, some people have put something online. He'd be like, no, Joe's going to be fantastic. Blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, oh, we haven't even spoke yet, dude. Like that's, that's, that's so awesome. nice. So that was um, the point where I got, that was the pressure point, if anything. Um, but when it came to, you know, like being the narrator and stuff, I think I, in my head then I was more like, it's your, it's your job. Like I, that's the way I was trying mm. to think of that. I was like, it's your job. So try not to think too much into that until you get to rehearsals. Um, and then I just stopped looking at like when the cast got, you know, because when the cast got revealed and then people were not happy that Lucas wasn't there. Um I just stopped looking at that because I was like, oh, they haven't even seen me perform yet. You know, like, <laughs> they keep on me, so I'm just going to wait and, you know, see what the response is like when, when I actually get out on stage rather than people telling me that I'm going to be awful already. <laughs> when I'm, I'm just sat in my bedroom like, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Deborah. That's really nice. <laughs> Fuck you, Sharon. <laughs> keyboard warriors, there's so many around. Yeah. So many of them love to jump on board and be like, ah, oh, I've not seen anything yet, but fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think the fans of this show as well, are, they're like some of the most diehard fans I've seen for a musical theatre show, which is amazing as well, like when, once you're a part of it. Um, but I, I was very like overwhelmed with like, even now, like I get, you know, so many followers and messages and things and it's, it's very overwhelming like how much people love this show like it's unbelievable actually like i said those people are eating their words now because like all the like the things i see you share on instagram of people's reviews every one of them saying like joe gash is incredible in this role yeah. and like when i was leaving the theater like everyone was laughing loving having a great time they can all piss off <laughs> <laughs> as long as people smile that's all that matters isn't it Literally, Jamie rang me the day after he saw him in Birmingham and was mm. like, Oh my god, the character played Lonnie. We need him for our show. He was fucking hilarious. His voice was amazing. <laughs> like, he just raved about you for about five minutes. I was like, Cool. Who is he? <laughs> I was like, I've, I've never been to a musical theatre show in my life. Um, I mean, that's all changing soon, but um, are you coming anywhere near Wales at all? Or have you been here? Yes, we're going to. Oh my god, I'm not going to try and pronounce it. I'm not going to try and pronounce it. It's Lulu Andu. Lulu Andu. Oh my god, how do you say it? Clandid, no. <laughs> Wait, no. I'm going to get it up and then show you my phone. Is it, is it double? Is it double L A N D U N O? Yes. Clandid, no, yeah. Me, Lulu Andu. Lily. I'm not Welsh. I'm Scottish, but still. I live in I live in Cardiff, so you there. Um, is it is it? And I was like, no, no, that's not how you say it. <laughs> like I have any idea whatsoever. Mrs. Like, okay, right, listen, Tom, sit down. This is a little Andrew. I wait till my girlfriend hears it, she'd be like, fucking hell, I cannot because she's well. She'd be like, I can fucking pronounce that properly. Yeah. I think we went past um so it's called like Pencoid or something, or Pencoid. I was like, oh, Pencoid. I know Pencoid. And she's like, it's, pen it's Pencoid, actually. I could not get it right. Oh, sorry. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I, when, I, when I was like um, in between jobs, I was doing a Jersey Boys tribute. And I went to Wales for the first time. And I was like, whoa. 
I was like, these are some letters. Yeah. I've never like delved into the Welsh language at all. And I was, it, I was like, wow, I take my hat off to you people. One of my favourite comedians said, it's like somebody fell over carrying a box of Scrabble. <laughs> really? That's what I mean like that. I, I, L-L-A-N-D-U-D-N-O. That's yeah, cla- it's double L. It's cla- it's cla- for so- I don't know why. Wow. Yeah, it's clandered now. It's that's up yeah. in the north, though. I'm surprised you're not coming to Cardiff, man. Uh, well, we're there in February at okay. Lillowandu. Um, <laughs> oh, we are coming to Cardiff. Cardiff and Edinburgh next May. I'll come see you in May. There you go. Yeah, dude. So, so, anyway, we've got massive off topic. So, sorry. That's like- <laughs> so, just out of interest, though, as we were talking about it, there is a few digs in the show at the film. What did you think of the film? To be, I, I, when I was younger, when it, when did it come out? Like 2012, 2014? I quite enjoyed it, but I'd never seen the stage production. So mm. what I thought, because they're two completely different things, aren't they? Like, they are, yeah. The story is different. Um, <clears throat> but I'm also a huge fan of Julian Hoff. So I was like, yeah, the film. So back then I, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. But then I watched the stage production and was like, oh shit. It's actually a pretty shit version. I don't, I, I, I loved Tom Cruise. <clears throat> I really like his interpretation of Stacey Jack. I do too. <laughs> like, because I, I think the thing is with Stacey, you can either play him like a washed up rocker who's a bit of a loser, or you can play him as like a young rock star who's in his prime, but he's like too big for himself. Or you can play it, and both of them are like in the stage production. If you play it like that, he's still an idiot. Mm. Whereas in, like, in the film, Tom Cruise just made him like, what you'd expect 80s rock stars to be like. He was just a, like a sex god and like everything revolved around him. And like, he was like, so like mysterious. And I, so I thought his performance and his vocals were amazing. Which was, was shocking. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see that coming. It's almost like Stacey Jacks played Tom Cruise. Yeah, literally. <laughs> he totally transformed himself. And like, you know, and I think you could tell he really researched like... <clears throat> It, or all his stage presence and things like that. So I think when I look back on the film, because I watched the film again just before I started rehearsals, just because, just to be like, see if anything happens. And I think if it wasn't for him, it'd be a bit of a waste of a film. I mean, the vocals from most people in the film are great, I think, you know. Um, but I think it's just because the, the, the script's so different. So once you know how good the stage show is, it's like, oh, it's kind of left over a bit, isn't it, from the from the movie? Yeah, it is. It is the end, it's it's all quite different. The whole like main plot of breaking down the sunset, it's all completely different, isn't it? Completely different. And like Sherry never actually sleeps with Stacy, so the whole <laughs> like jury transformation is kind of pointless. <laughs> yeah, because he just thinks she has, and then all he all all he had to do was go, "Did you sleep with Stacy?" She would have gone, "No," and then he would have gone. Okay. And then that would have been the end of the film. <laughs> like, that's not the point of it. The whole reason it happens in the stage show is because he sees her walk out the bathroom pulling up a pulling a bra on or whatever she does. So he's like, Well, fuck this bitch, I'm gonna do my own thing. But in the film, he could have just been like, 
Excuse me, Sherry. Did you tap that? No? <laughs> cool. End of film. Would have been half an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Before we wrap up, I did want to mention Rocket Rhapsody. Yeah. A show celebrating Queen Anne Elton John. Mm-hmm. Why those two together? Well, uh, well, uh, basically, when I was doing Greece on Royal Caribbean, I had um, quite a bit of spare time, you know, like uh, during the day, sometimes if we had like a sea day and I didn't have a show till seven, eight o'clock at night. Um, so I wanted to like create my own show. And then I've always been a fan of Queen and Elton John. Um, and then obviously Bohemian Rhapsody came out like a year before I went on and then Rocketman came out when I was my in Miami um rehe- uh, yeah rehearsing and I just I mean I thought Rocketman was amazing like I thought it was unbelievable like one of the best films I've ever seen and then I thought about it then I was like do you know what their music could kind of work together if you did like the medleys right and you know they're two like Freddie and Elton are two completely different but iconic frontmen. Mm. Like when you think of frontmen, I mean straight away you think Freddie Mercury. Like that's the frontman. But then Elton John's a frontman in like in his own right with like the costumes he used to wear and things like that. And I was like, I feel like I could just like implement it and just kind of like smush it all together. And I feel like it works some way. So that's where that all came from. So we do this show again. Would you do another another run of it? Yeah, yeah. I. I, well, I wrote it on the ship and then performed it a couple of times to like the to the Americans on the ship, and it went down really, really well. Um, and then I haven't really had a chance to perform it. So I've performed it at um, some like some parties and birthday parties and stuff like that during COVID. And then I performed it on my street um, just with backing tracks because I didn't have a like obviously didn't have a band. It was during when the first lockdown happened, and I did it to raise money for NHS. So I just oh, like amazing. The street and then all the neighbors came out and then I did like a live stream on Facebook and Instagram, you know, when people were doing all that stuff about them. Um, but I haven't had a chance to perform it since then, but it is one of my aims after um, uh, Rock of Ages finishes. I'd love to get a band together and like actually take it on tour. Oh. Uh, put it in theaters and stuff. Cause it's just like a, a really good feel good show. Like I, it's not me pretend like, you know, being Freddie Mercury and Elton John. It's just me singing their songs, but it's kind of like Lonnie in an aspect of like, there's so much audience participation and it's very, um, you know, and everybody loves that music, you know? And it, it, I mean, when I performed it on the cruise ship, it went down so, so well. And people were just, I could have literally just let the band play and me sit back to be fair. <laughs> I didn't really have to do much after 10 minutes. They were all loving it. You That's can amazing. never go wrong with a bit of Elton, can you? Never go wrong with a bit of Elton, just smashing exactly. out. It's, it's one of those people that you're like, Elton John is banging. You know, secretly, every single person loves Elton John. Yeah, you yeah, just, yeah. You just, oh, yeah. Like, they won't admit it. They're like, oh, oh, Elton. Uh, uh, then you can see him in the house going, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so, other than theatre shows, Joe, what, what do you like to do in your spare time? Tell when you get time off. What do you like to do with yourself then? <laughs> so, come uh, on come on Joe come on, come on. Uh, I, I've always been a very active person okay so, I mean it's the reason so I, I ran a marathon yesterday and the only reason I ended up doing that was because obviously 
the gyms were like opening and closing and opening and closing. Yeah. And I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to run a marathon. I'm just going to, so I've got a reason. I was like, I'm just, screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to sign up. Because then it's like, right, in the morning, I can still have a regime. I can get up and go for a run because I just couldn't be bothered with the whole, and like the home workout thing was just like, not a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that sucked. Um, yeah, and then I like, I like read a lot. I like to write. I like to uh, party. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I I like to keep myself busy doing whatever it may be. Food. <laughs> I like to eat a lot, which is why I'm like, oh god, when I stop running, that that weight is gonna pile itself. <laughs> I like I've I got back yesterday and I like put the running shoes down. And then I was like, never gonna use them again. And I thought, oh my god, I'm gonna get so fat. <laughs> <laughs> gets so fat because I've been eating so much more this year because I'm like oh I can't because I went for like a 12 mile run this morning I got as many carbs as I want it's amazing and I'll probably still be saying that to myself and then I'll get like the costume people coming up to me and being like Joe you do know you have your body out on stage and that is <laughs> that is some dad bod happening right there you need to <laughs> you need to pull that back it's where you're standing at the side but you're still on stage at the same time <laughs> 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 yeah then there's me being like we're going back to a sexier time people are like no we're not <laughs> <laughs> just remind me of homer simpson with the, the, the trunks so he puts the trunks on the beach they think it's sucked into his ass and he puts a load <laughs> yeah. <of> his- <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so what's coming up for you have you got any plans after rock of ages or is it just rock of ages for now um not so much at the moment i think um because the tour is going on at the moment until the end of 2022. Um, so I, I, in my mind at the moment, I think I'm going to do the whole thing. I think so. Um, I mean, I may change, you know, come because my original contract ends in June. Uh, and then I've got the choice to extend afterwards. So I don't know. I think it, it kind of depends um, on what comes up in, in the new year, I think. Okay. Um, see what happens but with it uh, as in theatre wise like it's just Rock of Ages at the moment I didn't realise you could do that I didn't realise you could just change characters so they could just put someone else in if your contract's up because obviously if you're still going to end of t- next year but you're only there till the summer yeah so I, it was originally when I got the job the tour was just um, August till June next year ah. and then they extended it but obviously the contracts they've sent out are just that time period Um but they'll obviously we'll tell them in advance if we're going to leave. So it won't be like your contract ends tomorrow and it's like, oh yeah, I'm not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Have, yeah bye. <laughs> uh, so they'll have like time to say if I left and have time to audition for like a new Lonnie or yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I suppose it depends if you get to June and it's like, if I have to hear White Snake once more time, I'm going to head back something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'll ever get sick of this show because, um, I mean, look, for me, it's a, it's a different show every single night, obviously, because of how much audience participation and things like that. It's, it's a completely different show for me all the time. And I don't think I'll, I'll never get sick of the music because this is my music that I listen to. So it's not, it's, you know, it's not like I'm like, oh, God. Like I hate this song and I hate Barbara. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it, it just kind of depends on where my head's at, I guess. Like when they ask me um, 
if I want to extend. Did you ever think, though, when you were at musical theatre school or drama school, where, you know, when you were growing up and stuff, that you'd ever be where you are today? No. I mean, like, obviously, I, I always tried to... I'd like to keep myself level-headed and mm. like I'm always saying to myself, there is somebody, you know, 10 times better than you and there's some, somebody 10 times better than that person and like that kind of thing. Um, but I I have always been like my, you know, it's it's my dream and I will work so hard to get to where I want to be, but I didn't expect to be doing it like at 23 already. So I think yeah. I'm very, very fortunate and lucky to be in like a position that I am at my age. Um, but then I do tap myself on the back as well and be like, but you have worked hard. Like you've worked really hard to get there as well. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, it's keeping that happy medium of being like, <laughs> don't be a dick, but also <laughs> don't like, you know, push it under thin, everything under the carpet. Like it's just like nothing, you know? Absolutely, man. We'll keep fucking slaying it because it sounds like you're smashing out the fucking part. Thanks, so. man. Thanks very much. Not at all. So, Tom, have you got any more questions before we... I literally just up? asked my last one. Yeah. Oh, there we go. So, Joe, we have a little game we like to play with our guests if you're willing to play. Okay. Let's oh, do yes. it. It's called the quick fire round. We ask you five questions and you answer them as quick as you can. But they're all about you, so it's nothing too tedious, don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Question number one, your go-to karaoke song. Um, I believe in a thing called Love the Darkness. Oh, right. Strong. Your favourite joke to tell. <laughs> oh, um, ah, I don't think I have jokes because I'm not like good at, I know, I'm not good at delivering them. I'm like, <laughs> only that's because they're scripted. <laughs> I'm more... <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like but you make jokes up the whole show and I'm like yeah they, they were given to me um, <laughs> no I, I I don't really have jokes I'm more of like a, a if I mean you've seen the show if I've like ad-libbed it's like a, a dry dry humour kind of like witty response but I'm really shit at like actual like you know like knock knock who's there and <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean like that me trying to think of something off the top of my head being like no nah, I can't continue with that sorry <laughs> we'll, we'll let you go that's fine your first ever celebrity crush oh uh, Jennifer Aniston top choice yeah she still is I think she, yeah but, and do you know who else I loved as well Amanda Holden really yeah Interesting choice. I know. I think I just saw on Britain's Got Talent when I was a kid, and I was like, yeah, she's fair. <laughs> she's like a fine wine. She's got better with age. I mean, dude, like her Instagram is like a 23 year old's Instagram. It really um, is. It really is. Like she's taking photos on the edge of a boat, like eating grapes, <laughs> drinking wine. And I think, Amanda, what's happening? Like, what's going on here? I mean, I'm not complaining. I will double tap that shit. But <laughs> Amanda, are you Greek? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she looks fantastic. She looks amazing. Yeah, but I don't know where that came from. That little, that little crush. But Jennifer Aniston all the time, and she still looks absolutely banging for her age as well. She's gorgeous, man. <laughs> Who would play you in the movie of your life? <laughs> uh, in the movie of my life. <sighs> so far. So far. Um, uh, do you know what? I feel like 
a young Johnny Depp. Oh, yes. You know I mean? yes. yes, absolutely. You've smashed it out of the fucking park. Yeah, I yeah. feel like like Johnny Depp when he was in like Cry Baby. Yes, I could like definitely that. see that. Yeah, yeah. Just because we have like similar features and things. well, I mean, I'm not saying that by myself. I always get it said to me. People are always saying like that. I remind them of Johnny Depp, and I'm like, just because I have long hair and a mustache does not mean that I look like Johnny Depp. And you're, I well, think you're... it's also because I like wear sunglasses and obviously like all the clothes and stuff as well. And you're a handsome fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, John. So, you need to you need to calm down. You guys make blush so hard. No joke. I I, I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. We sat here for an hour and I'm just like I can't hide anymore. I'm so sorry. I can't fight this feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> and last but not least, if you could give a piece of advice to young version of yourself, Master Gash, you could say, what would it be? <laughs> Minuscule Gash. <laughs> Gash Junior <laughs> Mini Gash <laughs> For all those listening Gash means vagina That's what <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say We do have some Vietnamese listeners So they'll probably be like Genuine, genuine as well. I'm not making that up. Oh, I thought you were just like nobody listens to this. No, no, we've actually looked at our, we've actually looked at our figures, and Vietnam is on there. Oh shit! Well, gash means vagina. That's why. Why they're laughing at his last name? It's not that funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably a recipe over there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of cuisine. Oh, no. Sorry, I'll stop now. <laughs> you can't just make me a bowl of soup. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like meat oh, and ramen or something. Something about yeah. gash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a piece of advice you would give to young, younger version of yourself. Younger Joe. We'll younger Joe. Yeah, we'll say younger Joe. Um, uh, do you know what? I think when it comes to things like that, it wouldn't be a case of like, do this differently. I think it'd just be like, stick at it. Yeah. Because there has been so many points where, like there was a point where I was, you know, auditioning before I got Greece where I was like, fuck, I don't know if I can do this anymore. So I was going to auditions and getting cut, like not even getting recalls and like going to London to be in there for like 10 minutes to then go home. And there was a point where I like, remember being on the phone to my mom and my agent and stuff and being like, I don't think I can do this anymore, you know? Um, so yeah, I think it'd just be like, just fucking keep at it and everything's going to work itself out. And I think that's just advice for anybody in general, isn't it? Like yeah. everything's always going to work itself out. You just got to keep your head held high and you'll be absolutely golden. hundred percent. Persevere. Persevere. Absolutely beautiful. Joe, have you got any plugs, any socials, anything you want people to check out? Uh, no, man. I think you've named them all. I, I only really use... Um, I get a lot of people, especially from Rock of Ages, asking for my Twitter all the time, which I just don't use Twitter anymore. Uh, deleted it years ago. I have my Instagram and then obviously my Rocket Rhapsody handle as well on Instagram. Uh, and come watch the show because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> 
And what is that Instagram handle? You didn't actually say what it was. It's at J-O-E-G-A-S-H-H. Joe Gash with two H's because some other fucker had taken the one H. Bastard. That bastard. Yeah. I'll find him. Uh, yeah, when we do. He'll rue the day. <laughs> I'll tell him I can't believe you got there first. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, seriously, this has been an absolute pleasure. Loved Thanks, every single man. second Loved of it. it. It's been Absolutely. really fun. But, Thank uh, you so much. Have a wonderful evening. Enjoy the rest of your day and we'll uh, you. hopefully speak to you soon. Absolutely, dude. Thanks for having me. Take care, my friend. See, see you later. See you later. Bye-bye. Like I said, the man just oozes charisma, doesn't he? He's just... Absolutely. So what a fucking funny. rock star. So funny. That was the best. And like I said earlier, a man that can giggle or make a slight laughing noise before he answers the question... <laughs> is an absolute genuine hero in my book. Maybe I just love it. It just tickles the old pickle, as they say. And uh, I'd love to know why I didn't think out Master Gash before I said it. That was brilliant. And, uh, you know, we, all, we had a bit of an education lesson, how to pronounce Welsh town names as well. That was good fun. Um, Last yeah. week, or was it the week before, he did something on, I think it was an Instagram, where he was, he was on a radio show promoting, and he could not say it. And I was like, I messaged him, I was like, didn't we teach you how to say this? He's like, I'm shit. Clandered, no. Clandered, no. Double L is, for some reason, is a clan. I don't know why. No, That's no, Wales. No. That's Wales for you. Um, or it's a cl, even, because clan is, obviously, it's A-N's after the double L, isn't it? So, yeah, it's cl noise. I don't know why, but that's just, obviously, how the Welsh speak. Um, and there's nothing, I've got nothing against that at all. Guys, we really, really enjoyed this interview, and hopefully you enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. Joe, thank you so, so much again for being a part of our show. We really appreciate you, and hopefully we'll get to speak to you sometime again soon. Yes, and as I said before, everyone, go and see Rock of Ages. It's and follow amazing. Joe on Instagram. And follow Joe, Joe Gash on Instagram. Mr. Stevens. Hello. It's audience participation time. It's time to participate in Jamie's Audience Participation Challenge. What has he asked you to do this week? Oh, my brothers. So I thought I tie, I, this tied in quite nicely with this week's guest. As I said, we all love a musical, right? Well, this week I'm asking if you could take any movie and turn it into a musical, what would it be? More details are better. Any particular reason? A certain scene you'd love to see? Let us know. What say you, Mr. Stevens? Backdoor Sluts 9. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'd, I'd kind of love to see a musical porno. I'm not going to lie. There's got to be some out there. There's, There's got to be. be, hasn't there? Got to be. But no, my serious answer, um, I really weirdly would like to see a horror musical quite a lot of these answers that I got with horror movies. I think it'd be it'd be a lot of, it'd be weirdly hilariously awesome. Yeah. Like Resident Evil or something, the zombies are just like brains. I don't know. That would be incredible. Do you know what I want to see as a musical? What? Die Hard. The first one? Yeah. I just think it'd be incredible. <laughs> Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. That's what you fucking took place here in Nakatomi Towers. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. I gotta deliver presents to my wife. Oh shit, she got kidnapped. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. I have a machine gun. <laughs> and Hans Gruber's just like, Sprackens, it died. 
<laughs> Welcome to take over the Nakatomi because we want all the stuff, all right? So let's kill everybody inside. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is John McClane? Let's shoot out of the glass. He's got no shoes on, all right? He's walking the glass of blood everywhere. We got a German, not Belgian. <laughs> Who gives a shit, all right? You fucking leave me alone, all right? If I do uh, this accent, I do the accent, all right? <laughs> now, I want to play a little additional game with this because it's you and movies. I want you to tell me if you've seen the movie. Okay. Okay. So, first off is Stacey Marriott, who says, Saw. A big movie reveal when Jigsaw gets off the floor at the ending, a climatic ending when he slams the door shut, just a big musical number. Be superb. Yes, I have seen it. You've seen Saw? Hey, good start. Good start. This is actually probably my favourite answer. I want Luke Lewis says, I want to say Jurassic Park, just to hear the Tyrannosaurus Rex try and sing with a microphone in its hand. Could you imagine the dinosaurs just singing the theme song? And Tyrannosaurus like, It's just why I love it, the idea of it so much. Uh, and yes, I have seen Jurassic Park. Uh, Julianne Varnavas says, The Mummy, complete with dancing dead guys and everyone doing the new flash dance move called the Imhotep. Amazing. <laughs> which would, sorry. So I was going to say, which would go to the tune of Walk the Dinosaur, open the tomb and say, Oh crap, everyone do the Imhotep. <laughs> it's just the thought of Brendan Fraser in a musical is a great idea. No, right. And yes, I've said the mummy. Yeah. David Farmer says, I think Avengers Endgame as a musical would be a hoot. Oh my days, that'd be insane. <laughs> I can imagine Thanos just doing this dark number. Just like, I am inevitable. And I can take out half the population with one click of a finger. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Shane Hinton. Says so something that which the idea of will haunt my memory forever. Human Centipede, the musical. Oh, it reminds me of South Park. <laughs> the Human Centi iPad. Human Centi iPad, yeah, that's just. But to be yeah. fair, I don't know how two people of this cast would be able to sing. <laughs> oh no! What is going to happen to? <laughs> um, no, I have not seen it. Have you not? Um, it's one of those that I don't know if I should recommend watching it or not. I've seen all three. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of them. Says, I think that says a lot about you, Jay. <laughs> it kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. Jonathan Mitchell says, Step Brothers, the licking white dog shit scene, plus many more. The good job interview scenes would just be hilarious. <laughs> that is my <laughs> uncle. What an absolute legend. Um, and uh, I have seen Step Brothers. I can't remember it though, so I'm trying to think of the dog shit scene. Don't they sing in it anyway? They make a band, don't they? They do make a band, Boats and Hose. But yeah, there's a scene where they get bullied by these like school kids who make them lick white dog shit. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> Zara Lavender says, I'm sure Tom Zavarath would agree with me, but definitely the Princess Bride. The fact there isn't one already is inconceivable. Yeah, they went nuts, didn't they, those two? Yeah, she I, responded like, "Yes, this would be the best thing ever." I've never seen the Princess Bride. Neither have I. Okay, at least I'm not on my own with this one. And at least I know that 
when she hears this that I know I'll probably be watching it this weekend. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Alan Barrow says, Saving Private Ryan, great opportunity for a song and dance routine as everyone disembarks from the landing craft. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be absolutely. Do you remember all the, uh, they, all the all the landing craft appears and they will come down. They'll start like doing like the kit can can <laughs> stuff. Like, up <laughs> We're going to war. <laughs> <laughs> Gemma Williams proving that it's not just us with our minds in the gutter. She says, "Why stop at music movies? Let's do a porn musical headlining song in the style of our house. Take on me, come on me." Ah ah ah. In my ass. <laughs> I'm gonna come in a second or two. <laughs> uh, Joe Goodchild said, Hellraiser, done in the style of Disney's Frozen, mainly because I want to see Pinhead building a bloody snowman. That's a weird. <laughs> That's a weird concept. I love it though. Uh, Lydia Manson says Nightmare on Elm Street. Of course. Of yeah. course she did. Of course she did. So Freddy sings them all to sleep. That'd be fucking great. Sing then them all to sleep, them. kill them in their sleep. Job done. Oh, like Jigglypuff. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger. Oh. Slice. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> That needs to happen. Two more. Emma Wharton, Terminator 2, because I love it. And B, I can imagine the scene where he melts himself at the end. The song would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be like, um, I don't know, it'd be really sad, wouldn't it? Yeah, For some reason, Titanic came into my head. I don't know why. Oh, Titanic music could be quite good. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of Terminator 2 as a musical. Come with me if you want to live. (laughs) <laughs> because I'll be back. Huh. Hard star, love you star. I'll be back. <laughs> and last one, you know who it's going to be, don't you? Let's be honest. Great it's Mr. Ryan Williams. Aww. It says, ever since I saw Evil Dead, the musical, I need to find that. I've wondered what other horror movie could be made into a musical. The only one I could think of that's as fun as Evil Dead is the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. The way Freddy always has a death punt is awesome and would be even more awesome put into song format. Absolutely, Mr. Roy Williams. Other musicals that I'd love to make would be Liar Liar. Oh, nice. Yeah, the yeah. pen that I hold in my hand is... <laughs> Fast Times of Richmond High. The Mask, again, would be incredible with musical numbers. Saying that, there is only a couple of musical numbers in there. And Dumb and Dumber. Oh, amazing. What excellent choices. Um, I also realised I forgot answering that I'd seen him or not. Oh, you did? Yeah. Have you seen Evil Dead? No. Have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street? No. Have you seen Liar Liar? Yes. Fast Times of Richmond High? Nope. The Mask? Yes. Dumb and Dumber? Yes. Oh, there you go. Terminator 2? Yes. You actually saw more of them than than you didn't. There you go. Thank you, mate. I appreciate you. Thank you, everyone, who answered, who sent in questions, sent in answers. 
We really appreciate every last single one of you that you get involved in Jamie's participation. We really, really do appreciate it. It means the fucking world. And if you really do enjoy Jamie's participation challenges and enjoy Tom's journal, enjoy Callum's teachings, enjoy us talking absolute bollocks at the beginning and the interview that we deliver on a weekly basis, then go check out the rest of the Chronicles of Podcasts available wherever you get podcasts from Google, Apple, Spotify, for example. Um, we also have our show on Wednesday, hashtag Back Wednesday, where we bring an old interview from our previous channels into our new one. And hopefully soon we will almost, I think we've still got quite a way to go. We were about Wednesday. Yeah, we've got quite a way to go. still quite a way to go. Uh, so you're never too short of content. You can also head over to our YouTube channel at the Chronicles of Podcast to watch the interviews, you know, and actually see our faces visually see everything. You also get additional bonus content on our YouTube that you don't get in the audio on the show. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook at the Chronicles of Podcast. Um, literally just whack that in. You'll find us on there. We post all of our shows on there. We post loads of random gump. Jamie, did you know where else you can follow us? Oh, where? On the Twitter at TCO pod. And Jamie, do you know where else you can follow us? Oh, I'm not sure. On the Insta. Ah. at TCO pod and you can also follow us on the TikTok at TCO pod um, you can also now go to our beautiful brand new spanking deliciously sexy website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com Jamie has done unbelievable work to get this beautiful website up and running for you all you can find our shows on there all about us on there Callum's on there there's a treaching in his bio um we also have our links to our social medias on there, all our episodes. Go and follow the Chronicles of Podcast, all our uh, Stay Cozy Clothing uh, sponsors on there and our affiliation with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. You can find out more about them and our Just Giving is on there with them as well and find out all about them on our website. The Chronicles of Podcast. Downloaders, reviewers, raters, sharers, tell all of your friends about us mainly allow us into your ears and most importantly players on a record player oh yes classy classy i like that as always we want to say a massive thank you to mr matthew roberts for all our beautiful music we want to say thank you to mr Braden barry and stay cozy for our amazing sponsorship don't forget to go to their website staycozyclothing.com enter that discount code of the chronicles at checkout and save yourself 10 percent Obviously, we also want you to go just check out Siscast. Go check out Val Toby. That man over there, he's part of it. He plays the Sheriff King. And also, as I always say every week, and you hear at the start of every episode, go check out the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. It is a charity that is very much near and dear to our hearts. We want to do everything we can to raise awareness and money for this incredible foundation. Go back and listen to our episode with Sylvia Lancaster if you want to find out more. At the minute, though, we have a plea to you, our listeners, Coming up at the end of this month, it is Make a Noise, which is the annual celebration of Sophie's life. And we want to do that. We want to make a noise. So instead of a minute silence, we want to make a minute of noise. So we want you guys to help us out. Send us a video of you making noise. If you're a musician, bang on some drums, play some guitar. If you're a singer, belt out some songs. If you are not talented in the slightest, then just scream at us. We don't care what it is. Just make a noise. And then we're going to compile it all together into a nice little video so please help us out so we can make a noise for sophie and most importantly be kind to each other yes 
no one you don't know what mental battles what anyone's going through just be nice and just be kind to each other because i think that's the most important thing to remember we all need to stick together especially this day and age at the moment with everything that's been going on we all need to stick together show love show peace and give hugs always be kind thank you guys jamie this has been another wonderful wonderful episode yes it has joe mr gash thank you so much again for being a part of our podcast, being a part of our show. We really appreciate you. Um, and hopefully we'll be in touch again soon to have more conversations in the future. We wish you all the best with Rock of Ages. I'm sure you're absolutely slaying it at this current point in time. I'm looking forward to seeing that soon. Everybody go check out Rock of Ages. Everybody go check out Joe Gash. Everyone go check out the Sofa Lancaster Foundation. Everyone go check out Stay Cozy. Everybody go check out Syscast. And most importantly, keep and stay here with us at the Chronicles of Podcast. We appreciate and love every last one of you. Yeah, we do. Jamie, as for this week, we are going to see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye!